So we are pleased to welcome in Los Angeles Chargers cornerback Chris Harris Jr. You got to make sure you get that part in there. To underpin yeah. with Josina Anderson with yours truly, Chris. I appreciate you joining us from the crib. Thanks for having me. It's nice today too, man. We we oh. wake up, we get that nice weather every most of the time every day. If it's not no fires, I like to rub it in, especially to my people back east. They they out there freezing. You gonna just rub it in, right. huh? Yeah, hey, that's what, I, that's what I like to do. I mean, I know that uh, you've had a little bit of adverse season, missed uh, the seven games with the uh, foot injury, which we'll get to. And obviously, first and foremost, though, the team coming off a very hard loss to the Patriots, uh, 45 nothing. Yes. I want you to just kind of put into words how you feel like the team right now that you have rejoined for the last two games is just handling the adversity after such, you know, a, a tough loss to the New England Patriots. It's definitely an embarrassing loss. You definitely don't want to ever put anything like that on tape. But um, this week it'll be our, be our chance to respond off that. If if guys uh, let off the gas and we don't show up ready for Atlanta, then you kind of got our response. If guys uh, come out and try to get the, try to win a game and uh, respond and play good, um, then you kind of see how we respond off that embarrassing loss. So what did Coach Anthony Lynn say to you guys, you know, after the game? Yeah. He just said um, uh, it was on him. He, he said I was better prepared, ready to go. So he kind of took most of the blame and uh, – us as players, uh, we just gotta we gotta take our blame and our part too. So it can't just be him. Uh, it's a production league, and uh, but Coach Lynn took a majority of the blame. Obviously, there's a multitude that think of things that happen, but in terms of like a macro perspective, you know, you guys have had nine wins decided by eight points or less. So it's a rarity yeah. actually for it to be like this. So why did it, you know, kind of come unglued yeah. as far as the main reason in your eyes? Yeah, I would say it's just um, not being able to finish the games, uh, being in winning situations to not uh, just finish the game, seal that game. And it was mainly it's been mentally. It's been uh, having those here we go again moments, not being able to um, overcome those. And that's something that that's huge mentality as a team. And that's something that we got to break. But do you really feel like people are giving enough weight to the acclimation portion of it when you're having a rookie quarterback such as Justin Herbert, just because of the simple fact that in many people's eyes, he's playing better than what maybe they thought he would have with the 23 yeah. touchdowns and nine interceptions. However, you are someone who has experienced what it's like to come off of such a great quarterback and Peyton Manning, who was there for four winning seasons with you in Denver, and then having to transition to Trevor Simeon, uh, Case Keenum, a little bit of Paxton Lynch as well. So do you think that there is a similarity there in terms of, you know, having to withstand acclimation or is it different because Herbert is a different class than those quarterbacks? Yeah, even though Herbert's playing great, um, you still miss a lot when you have that veteran quarterback knows how to close games a lot, knows how to uh, put you in the right situation, the right play. Um, and um, with Herbert, even though he's playing great, he's still he's still going through that rookie learning curve. So there's still some things that where he's going to have uh, some hard times and where he has, he has to come, like, break through that. So, and uh, finishing games, um, how to put, it, put the players in the right play. That's things that he's getting better and he's improving on. And um, that's something that, uh, it happens when you have a younger quarterback, you're going to go through those acclimation periods and 
He's had them a couple times, but he's also had great games too. Head coach Anthony Lynn, um, been there in his four seasons, had two winning seasons right now, obviously going through some adversity. Um, but from you being on the ground level there, uh, can you describe some examples in which Lynn's leadership during the game has actually, you know, contributed to, you know, a great, you know, a call of a play, a moment, you know, somewhere where y'all are persevering or, you know, even where you're seeing it in the middle of the week that you feel like uh, it's a testament to his character, although not showing up in the record right now. Yeah, coach has been um, definitely having us all involved. Um, being, uh, we've had open dialogue with the whole team and try to guys try to figure out ways of what they can do to improve and to help the team get better. Um, guys are very attentive in the meetings, uh, practice. Um, he keeps everybody accountable. So Co Coach Lynn's definitely doing his job. It's just that we haven't got the production and the results from it. But I, but I heard that also one of the things that he did was try to talk to you all behind the scenes and have an open floor where you guys could yeah. kind of, uh, you know, talk about how you feel. Can you expand on, you know, when that happened and, and how that came about? Yeah. I think it's probably about three weeks ago. Coach had an open floor and uh, it was just guys, just everybody getting a chance to, to um, speak their minds, uh, find ways so we can improve. Um, just um, in, in ways that they, they thought we can get better on. The coaches thought we can get better than the players. So it was just open dialogue. And unfortunately, we haven't had any success from that uh, results-wise. But um, I think as a team, uh, nobody's been able to, to – uh, nobody's been falling apart. So do you feel like he should return as head coach, Chris? I think he's had a great um, four years. I mean, his last two years have been hard, but his first two were pretty good. And – uh, that's hard. To, I think you got to go off his whole resume uh, when you when you go off a coach. We had a lot of injuries this year. Uh, we weren't able to have be full have our full squad. So I think this year was kind of unfair for him. Oh yeah, being able to have a coach that can develop a, your quarterback, I think that that gives you big points. Um, and uh, as being a head coach qualifier, improve the quarterback position. That's something I think he's done uh, well with. Uh, with developing Herbert, uh, continue to progress him. And it's just now it falls on everybody else on the team to be able to raise our level of production for him to finish out strong these next four games. But uh, I, would, I would definitely be happy for him to be back next year. Yeah, because there's definitely been coaches, as we mentioned, Adam Gase, who is having, you know, and I think I know that's your guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but you know, you know, just seven wins. Uh, the year prior, all wins coming from last season, no wins this year. Doug Marone has had four years with the Jacksonville Jaguars, only one of those a winning yeah. season. And of course, Zach Taylor with the Bengals uh, in his second year as well. So definitely coaches being able to have that. So how do you feel about the prospects of the, you know, the last remaining games that you all have, given the situation yeah. that the team is in? Uh, it's definitely a tough schedule. Uh, my goal is definitely every quarter to always try to go three and one. Uh, as a team, that's always our goal. Um, but um, this week going against Atlanta, their team has uh, changed coaches, and they got Raheem uh, Morris at coach. Uh, <laughs> Why are you smiling uh, on that? Coach. That's one of my guys, too. So it's going to be fun playing him okay, uh, this but week. But it's a response game, like you said. It's definitely – and I'm going to get you out of here soon. But just so we are clear, you okay. guys have the Falcons – the Raiders, then Denver, then Kansas City. So now I heard that your expectation is for the Chargers to go three and one. So who is that one loss against? 
I don't know. I, I, hopefully it's not KC. That's going to be our hardest game for sure. <laughs> I know, but I know you're looking Anytime for... Anytime you got to go to Arrowhead uh-huh. and uh, face Mahomes, that's the hardest game for Okay, sure. but I know in that is, is the mentioning of going up against your former team, the Denver Broncos. You ain't going to get oh, to yeah, see yeah. Von Miller, but who are you looking forward to going up against in that matchup yeah. when you uh, return against your former team? Uh, all those guys. Who? Just saying... Um, Saying some of Tim Patrick, he's a guy that was there. Uh-huh. Um, Tub, he got to play with him. Just seeing all those guys is gonna be fun. And, you talking about Bradley Tub? Yeah, yeah, they're new young guys. It's gonna be fun to go against them. And of course, uh, I got to pick a couple Drew Locks last year. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I know he's gonna be trying to get me for sure. Oh, <laughs> so you already pre-announcing that you've already picked off the guy who likes to quote Jeezy, I think, and uh, do a couple. I picked of them him up little... last year a lot uh-huh. of times in practice, so we're gonna oh. see what he does oh, in okay. the real game. Yeah, because you definitely gonna have to quiet them end zone Dougie dances, whatever he be doing that I see on the, on the highlights. <laughs> Yeah, I can't have the dancer. Let's go. You got, yeah, no fly zone. No fly zone again when y'all play again. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we oh, appreciate yeah, sure. you joining us. Chris Harris Jr. coming into the Undefined with Josina Anderson Studio. And before you go, I have to tell you, we have a quite interesting NFL chat room panel coming up in Roddy White, Fred Smoot, and also Mike Wallace. So anything you want to say to those guys real quick? Yeah. Oh, those are the OGs, man. I had great battles with those boys, and... Uh, Hey, I, I hope they enjoying their second life, their second career for sure. Well, you know we ain't going to understand not one word Fred Smooth says because he's going to sound like he got a bunch of acorns in his mouth when I'm talking to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> make sure he got some water. <laughs> I can make, make sure he got some water. All right, Chris Harris, we'll get you out of here. I appreciate you. All right, thank you. All right, thank thank you. you. All right, y'all ready? Hopefully yeah. y'all watch some of this game. I hope we ain't talking about no games from, from Sunday either. Don't well, talk about I my mean, Hey, why we can't talk about game from Sunday? Because uh, last time I checked, the Washington team looked pretty damn good. We ain't got no game. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was last night. Yeah. Well, that who, was did, who did the Falcons That's... play, Roddy? The Saints. The Saints. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Mike you ain't just got told to you who they played. We are pleased to welcome into the Undefined with Josina Anderson <laughs> Studio. Fred Smoot, formerly of the Washington football team that now has a new name. Freddie, Freddie, we appreciate you joining us. Oh, anytime, anytime. And we don't have a name. We're a Sandlock team. We just show up and play football. Oh, Lord, already, <laughs> already started. We got Roddy White, the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. Great. You know he's about to get shut down on this program because he ain't got nothing to say about his Falcons. Roddy, welcome into the show. Hey, it's uh, good what? to see you. What? Oh, oh, you know, you want to be all demure and act like you know, you're going to. Yeah. It's good <laughs> Because, see, I, I, Smooth, I know she's sitting at the table for me to talk about Taysom Hill. I ain't finna talk about that man. That man is garbage. Yeah, because he's not trying to get retweeted by Sean Payton again. And, of course, before you go off, we have to welcome in Mike Wallace, former Steelers great. And, you know, obviously you play for other teams, but we ain't going to do all of y'all's LinkedIn resumes for the entire show. Mike Wallace, welcome into the Undefined with Josie. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up, what up? Now, y'all already started cutting up before we've officially pressed record. But before we even get into all of that, I want to just talk about the game that we just saw Tuesday night. Ravens just beat the Dallas Cowboys 34-17. But, guys, before the game even started, Des Bryant got pulled off the field because he tested positive for COVID 
during the warm-ups. And I'm just curious if this was the one time you were waiting all this time to one get back in the league and face your former team in a revenge game, how would you feel if in front of everybody they said you had the Rona, Roddy? I don't know how you test positive for a game. When was the last test you took? <laughs> so they need to tell me before before yes. this man walked out yes. into the tunnel, they yes. nose swabbed him. Fifteen minutes before yes. he actually See, went on the field. Obviously, you don't know the procedures. Okay, let's let's just educate everybody. So he this took the test everybody. in the morning. It was inconclusive. That test didn't come back until warm-ups, which is why he was allowed to go on the field. And so then it came back inconclusive, and that's enough to take you off the field. And then they gave him a test at the stadium point of care test, and then that came back positive and confirmed it. So that, that's what happened. Oh, that's terrible. Mm. I feel bad for Dez. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he was going to go off on them boys tonight. Uh -huh. You know, they, 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 they corners ain't. Man, Dez is going to have a field day out there today. Oh, Mike Wallace, how would you feel about this? If this is your one time to go up against any of your former teams and then now everybody know you got the Rona all at the same time on national <laughs> television? I mean, the Rona, I mean, a lot of people getting you saying it like it was something he did wrong. I mean, he like he did, like, <laughs> wrong. Like, I'm just saying, how would you feel? I'm, I, I mean, I feel like it probably is a conspiracy or something, man. It's oh, the, the, the one time I get to go out here, man. Against the Cowboys, I'm a great, I'm a legend. You know I'm about to go off on these boys. And y'all don't let me play, man. But I feel like you saw what Dad's tweeted, man. Dad wanted to retire and everything after that. That's how hurtful that, that's how hurtful that is. I had one chance to do that. So, Fred, you know. so, I mean, the way Mike Wallace is making it sound like Jerry Jones has something to do with this. Nah, I don't do that. I, conspiracy theory. I, I, mean, I know did. you're joking, but I mean, like, if it's the conspiracies, then whose conspiracy is it? Nah, that's how I would personally feel. I don't I feel like that. If it was me, I would feel like that's that. How if, anybody could, if anybody could transport uh, COVID state to state, it's Jerry Jones. All right, let's be honest. Yeah. Jerry Jones can make that happen, but yeah, I feel uh -huh. bad for this. Because I done been in them revenge games. And it ain't like you don't still love that team. It's just like, you know, they felt like you felt like they gave up on you a little bit mm -hmm. too early. So, yeah, he wanted to get in revenge. But, come on, we in a new world order. 2020, it's a lot of different stuff happening, man. So, I can understand his emotion getting up. And you got to realize, by the time we get to the stadium and the music playing in our ears and we warming up, ain't no turning back. Ain't yeah. no turning back now. I'm, I'm ready to go yeah. play ball. Oh, see, y'all too lit too front. So, Mike, oh, that's that. why you were saying Des was all in his feelings talking about he was tweeting after the, after the game. Yeah, he, the man that already had a dream last night about this. He had dreamed about getting off on these dudes, man. He didn't have dreamed about this, thought about this all day. I didn't have my pregame meal, breakfast. I didn't did all of this stuff. I didn't talk to my mama, my family. Yeah. And this high, this high go down, man, right before the – nah, 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 they would have had, they would have had to take my shoulder pad, pants, helmet, everything for me. Yeah. I'm going out there. I'm gonna play at least a couple snaps before you get Something me happened. off. But, Roddy, but you can't Something be happened. out there infecting no. people. I, I'm gonna say, first of all, Roddy would have been fine coming out there giving us COVID. So the rest of <laughs> would burn us before he go back to the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, hey, yeah, I would have broke. Oh, y'all ain't gonna let me play. I'm finna go talk to all these people over here. I'm finna Man. go talk to everybody on the other team, everything. 
Everybody. I'm, just, I'm for sure talking to Jerry Jones first. You see, but you see how you just be thinking about yourself, Roddy? You see, you see how you just be thinking about yourself? But here's the thing, though. The only reason why Des Bryant was able to find out that he was positive is because the laboratories in Baltimore are so close. So it was able to get the result before the game started. Normally, these results come the next day. So actually, had it been maybe a different team or different scenario, Des Bryant would have played with the Rona with everybody mm. else, but that would have been just like Roddy, according to Roddy. So, Absolutely. I need my snaps. Oh, wow. Hey, you, oh. <laughs> hey, you you got to understand, you can't tell down South boys what oh, they can't Lord, do. Now I get I we, we play with anything. I play with a paid leg. It don't matter. Not At the end of the day, just give me a chance to get out there. Wow. All right. Well, I see we're going to keep all of y'all in quarantine after this show because no telling uh, how y'all just be rolling after the damn show. Now, here's the thing. Did oh, you man. all feel like the Ravens reestablished themselves in, in this game because uh, they were starting to look a little shaky there prior to this game? Obviously, I'm not just talking about without Lamar in the RG3 game against the Steelers, but even before that. Are the Ravens back in there for y'all in terms of feeling like, you know, they could climb back into the playoff picture? Right now, they're out of it. Not me, for me. I mean, against Dallas, I mean, shit, they done won three games this year. So, I mean, when you beat the Cowboys, that's like beating the Bengals. Wow. You know, it's Bengals like, are playing I'm, better. And, you, and hopefully no Bengals are listening to you when we play this, Roddy. Nah, the truth is the truth. And, you know, I mean, if you're going to get a, a really good win, especially that team, man, that team got high aspirations. You know, they're a title contender team. So they ain't looking just to beat you know, the Dallas Cowboys and be like, all right, we back on our stride. I mean, if they would have scored 40, 50 points tonight, then I would have said something. But, you know, this game was relatively close. And, I mean, 13, it was it was 10 to 14 at one time, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. the game went kind of like – they kind of like pulled away late. And the defense played well tonight. But, I mean, that offense got to find itself. I mean, Lamar did have two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Uh, Fred, do you agree with him? Uh, yeah, I agree with him. But the one thing I know is it's all about momentum going into the playoffs. And the one thing the playoffs to show you, if you can't run the ball, you can't win. You know, you can throw the ball all over your yard you want to. If you can't control the line of scrimmage and keep the other quarterback off the field, you can't win games. So you got to ask yourself, are the Ravens going to be one of those teams that nobody wants to play? Because you remember last year, the Titans was that team that nobody wants to play. I think right now, once they get in a groove and they get everybody healthy and they get everybody going, I think the Ravens going to be a scary out. They always a scary out. Mm, Wallace, you agree? Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like, though, after next week, one, you know, if they have a good game next week, Cleveland, they're on the road, they're doing well. So if they go out and have, you know, do the same thing they did tonight against them, then I think they have something to build on tonight, like, like Roddy said. You Cowboys three games. They won three Cowboys. games, man. They hurt. They hurt. It's just, nah. After next week. After, after next week. Days. Okay, well, let's talk about the schedule. Ravens are at Cleveland versus Jacksonville versus the Giants, who are playing better, and then at Cincinnati. So with that record, just like Fred Smoot said, they might just, you know, skid up in there and then learn from last year. Well, remember, they had a bye some of them was traveling. I won't say where. I'm not going to put nobody's business out there. But they was for real doing their bye. And then came in there and lost against the Tennessee Titans, as you said, Fred. So I think they're going to learn from last year and realize, you know, you got to keep a serious business all the way through every day leading into the actual playoff game. 
No, that's not true, Josie. Right. Everybody right. do that. Everybody do that. If you if you earn that buy <laughs> in that playoff, <laughs> you going to do what you wow. You going to do what you got to do that oh. weekend. Well, first you of need, all. I'm an insider, and I know where some of them people were that shouldn't have been, but I'm not going to put it all up out there. Uh, me, so I'm not going to do that. Where, but what I'm going to say is hopefully, you know, things just keep a little bit more focused. That's right. all. I get a whole other week to get ready, though. If you can't get ready in seven days, ten days, I mean, Lord, how long you need? Yeah, how long you need? Y'all ain't going to give me the whistling on nobody. That's why I'm a good insider. Cause I'm just saying, more focus. I'm keeping it. It don't matter if they went to, it don't matter if they went to Brazil, Costa Rica, Miami. It Man. don't matter where they went. Wow, okay. If they had a good time. You know what make me focus when I have a good time and then what? I come back. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Free mind. Oh, Free but mind. you know what? Yeah. If y'all want to bring that up, saying that y'all can be any point, just like Carmen San Diego around the world and come back and play a playoff game, yeah, you yeah, yeah, remember when the Giants do went down to Miami and was sitting on top of that damn boat with uh, Trey they didn't have a Trey came back and lost against the Green Bay Packers. So explain yourself, They didn't have a – first of all, the Giants did not have a bye. Hey, but the point is taken that you you said that you could go anywhere. Let me handle the things oh, that Lord. have to do with boats. All right. Let me handle any boat talk. All right. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. First of all, not only did OBJ go to Miami and get on a boat, a yacht, he got on a yacht full of men, trades on the rest of his teammates. That's not relaxation. That ain't how you get things done. That ain't how you get away from it. Hey, I'm not laughing at that. Hey, all I'm saying is, is nothing wrong with a man <laughs> leaving the house, going to get him some lemon pepper little wings from Magic City just to get away from the thing. <laughs> wow. Just get his mind away. Oh, and Lord. Come back and focus. Wow, y'all just shining a whole bunch of flashlights on your own selves. That's all well I have said, to say. Smooth. Well said, Smooth. Well said, Smooth. Moving well. on, let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles, who just recently named Jalen Hurts as the starter after losing to the Green Bay Packers 30 to 16. So you guys know if you're unfamiliar, Hertz came in the second half. He was five for 12, 109, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, I believe his QBR was 34.3. Wentz was six for 15 uh, for looks like 179, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, 37.2 was his rating. Wentz right now has 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions on the season and has been sacked. 50 times so i'm gonna ask you mike wallace do you are you okay do you agree with naming jalen hurts the starter uh yeah mm -hmm. it's not working if, if it's not working you're gonna just keep doing the same thing no matter how much you pay them i mean at the end of the day you know it, i think it's a confidence thing at this point though i think you know i think carson just needs a different situation you put him in a different team. You know, Philly, that's a brutal city, though. Mm -hmm. Carson, Carson from North Dakota, you know, that's like a different <laughs> vibe. Like, you know. What does North Dakota have to do with it? No, nah, I'm just saying, like, I think if you put him in a different city, you put him, he need a fresh start. I think, you, you, you know, he go to Indy somewhere like that, old coach, different city, calm city, where, like, more like where he's from. I think he'll be all right. But I do think, generally, it's time. It was time. Uh, Fred, do you? We agree? gotta give your team the best best chance of winning. Win, okay. Well, first of all, let me oh. tell you something about Philadelphia. It's another city I hate, and another team I hate. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing about Philadelphia as a city. 
first of all, they're the only city in America that has a statue of a man that don't exist. Rocking don't exist. He's oh, never wow. existed. <laughs> Second of all, think about this. Have, hey, hey, Joe Cena, have yeah. you ever dated a man and you went in his house and he had nothing but pictures of his ex-girlfriend up? Hell, I think about hell. All right, so think about what Carson Wentz had to go through. Every time he walked to the stadium, he see a statue of Nick Foles up there, I know. right? <laughs> right, I so know. The, the ex, the stench of the ex has never left the building. He has no love there. Like, it's like being a boxer. Like, the one thing as a boxer, you want your city behind you. You want your people behind you. It's like nobody in Philly actually likes Carson Wentz. And I think he feels that That's energy. Not true. Pennsylvania, for God's sake, it only to the like last little drop that you know people in that city almost finally get clear-eyed after being Pennsylvania-eyed for so long in terms of admitting it. Like it had to hit rock bottom for them to a, a lot of them to finally even admit that because we've been saying this and Roddy, I know you and I we already talked about this on this program a lot. We have been noticing this from a long time. You 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 scared to say he stinks? He stinks. Listen, you better go look him up Twitter. I don't. I won't say he stinks, but I've been saying that he's been regressing for a long time, and that they've been coddling him. And in that regard, I have not been mincing my words. Roddy White, help me out here. Well, hmm. my take on the Carson Wentz situation: Are we talking about Jalen Hurts starting? I don't think Jalen Hurts should start. They oh. need to let Carson Wentz go out there and finish the season, and let him go out there and finish getting killed. I don't want to see Jalen running run around for his life out there when they mm-hmm. can't block nobody. They can't protect. They don't got no weapons out there. Everybody hurt for him to throw the ball to, for him to look bad right behind him. No, no. Let him sit out there and let him finish these last four games and let him but go you through have this. To evaluate Jalen Hurts at some point. No, no, I'm no you, got three, you, got three more, you got three more years to evaluate True. Jalen Hurts. Okay. All right. You know, you know what Carson Wentz can do. Mm-hmm. You seen or, the good. You see, yeah, you seen the good, you seen the bad, you seen the ugly. Yes. Okay. And more so ugly lately. Give him give him four more games. Give him these four more right. games. They've been losing. And, see, and they're still and competitive in the NFC East. And if Jalen Hurts came in the last game in the second half against Green Bay and provided a spark, maybe that's the spark to keep hey, it. Nobody, hey, nobody, nobody prepared for Jalen Hurts. We played for Carson Wentz. He came in the game and he was different because the defense wasn't ready for him. But guess what? The defense this week will be ready for him. And he's going to look like a college quarterback. So much larger. I mean, it's just a half. So it's not like they've got, you know, a Peyton Manning link. No, I know. They got seven days to prepare for him. Seven days meaning. Seven days to what? One more pizza slice of video? No. They already. He's a runner. Uh huh. Go ahead, Roddy. I mean, they just, like, I've seen situations with Jalen Hurts with, where he come in or young quarterbacks come in like that. No, what, what coach is going to do, they just going to load up the box on first down and then they're going to play coverage behind their second and third down, make them make plays. Okay. And that's what they're going to do to them all day. And they're going to make them read, co- and and they gonna make them read coverages and, and stuff like that. Touch. Say what? 
He, he's, I mean, he he threw a touchdown in the game against Green Bay. So he touchdowns. scrambled. That's did you say he threw a touchdown? Some legs a little better than Carson. And, and hey, hey, first of all, Joe Cena. Hey, Joe Cena, yeah, Anderson. I'm name. sorry, Nate Peterson has threw a uh, threw a touchdown in the NFL. Nate Peterson. The worst quarterback of all time. He's thrown a, a, a touchdown. Don't tell me he threw a touchdown so he should get in the game. Roddy White, he's right. If you don't protect him, he's going to go out there and he's going to look so bad that he'll never get to play the game. Ellen, you see, if you're listening to this by the time we air this, you see I'm trying to get these points in here for you. But, however, Mike Wallace, I do feel bad because the Saints right now rank number one in yards allowed fourth and pass yards allowed, second and rush yards allowed. So it is a little bit tough of the fact that he's coming in for oh, his first gonna, start. It's going to get ugly. Time out, time out. It's gonna get you mean ugly. to tell me they're going to put Jalen Hurts out there against the Saints? It's going to get ugly. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the opponent. That's the conversation he's been a part of. Yes, that's the whole point. That's what we're talking <laughs> about. Sacrifice. I think, I think, I think, you know, a quarterback change is needed, but you you paying him a lot of money, man. So he got to get out there like they saying. Mm-hmm. The Saints to start the first game, uh, that's, nah, that's man. You, you know, you know who you play Jalen Hurst against. Mm-hmm. You play him against the Cincinnati Bengals or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Or the yeah. Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys. But that's not the next yeah. opponent. But actually, I'm being for real for y'all. I, I would say that I would have probably started Wentz. And but the minute he showed any signs of inconsistency, much like they did with Jalen, although I thought they brought in Jalen a little too late, um, I, I, you know, just to just to steady the waters. And then, you know what I'm saying? Because going I don't even know if that game is on the road or if it's at home. But um, I think I no, actually it is at home. So at least he has that comfort of playing at home. He doesn't have to go into the dome. Not like it would be crazy when it's a whole bunch of fans. But Roddy's in there, you know, riling everybody up or what have you. But I mean, still, he's going to have to handle it. They're already announced it. They're not going to put the toothpaste back in the, uh, you know, the tube. Joe Cena, do what? you understand that this what? man has been sacked 50 times? The yeah. man played the man played 11 games. You know how many <laughs> sacks that is a game? Yeah. <laughs> you know how many times you getting hit? We need to bring out the Gee, I throw to anybody you getting hit like that. If Jalen Hurts has a monster game, are all of you calling me and giving me an early Christmas gift and coming on here and admitting that y'all was dead behind wrong? All right, listen, I will give you a great, nice Christmas gift because the Saints are going to have a party. Last year? Yes, the Saints going to have a party. Hey, how old is Jason Peters? Do you know how old Jason Peters is? Uh, what? How old is? I, I'm sure you're gonna let enough, us know. Old enough to get kicked out the club by Chase Young. Cause last time I seen him play, I thought they was gonna file charges on Chase Young for beating up old people. <laughs> I agree with you. You can't, you can't put Jalen Hurts behind that and think he's gonna survive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I have to say, fellas, is we will see you on Sunday. But since you mentioned Chase Young, let's move on to the next topic here. The Steelers lost their undefeated heavyweight belt. Two, none other than the team that Fred Smoot just mentioned, the Washington football team, they, being the Steelers, lost 23-17. to 17. Were you shocked that the Steelers lost against Chase Young and this team called the Washington football team? Fred Smoot, go ahead. Uh, first of all, I wasn't shocked at all. I know this is going to hurt Mike to his core. But listen to me. <laughs> hey, 2020 has already been crazy. I knew if we going to beat this team. You got to realize, we ain't beat them since 1991. Listen, That's half of us was in, in Pampers at the time. Man. At the end of the day, <laughs> it's been a long time since we beat them, but I knew for the first time we yeah. got them with no offensive line. 
Like, they, their offensive line is terrible, and they can't run the ball. So all mm-hmm. they depend on is throwing the ball right now. And I told you, when it get cold outside, you're going to have to run the ball. And I knew they couldn't run the ball. It was a one-sided game, and I said, this is the time for us to get the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And they didn't match up well with us when it came to defense. We had Alex Smith. You know Alex ain't going to make no mistakes. That's the one thing you can get from Alex. He ain't going to make no mistakes, but he ain't going to make the biggest plays in the world either. I mm-hmm. knew we had a chance to finally beat those beat the Pittsburgh Steelers because they so damn arrogant. We had to be. Yeah, why they gotta be arrogant, Fred? Hey, come on! I just had, you gotta realize in Washington D.C. it's a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Mm-hmm. Might have played in our stadium before and seen yeah. that thing fifty-fifty. Like, listen, it's <laughs> a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans here, and we go through that year in and year out of they, you know. Because if you're a Pittsburgh fan, let's be honest. If you mm-hmm. want to talk about a stable franchise in the NFL, yeah. you don't get more stable than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, It's just simple as that. So at the end of the day, you got to respect them on that level. But we got some new, we got some new fight up here. We got some new life and we got some new talent up here. That's what we got. I mean, you saying a lot of we, like you still playing Mike, get in there. I mean, he said that you was going to I mean, they got enough top five picks. They've been sad for the last 20 years. I mean, they got (laughs) enough picks to be good. Like, like he said, Alex don't make too many mistakes, man. And the Uh the Steelers, I mean, honestly, the, they always been lost to like you know play down in their competition sometimes like you know they they play great against the Baltimore and the, you know the Kansas City Chiefs whoever you put out there but if they play against a team like that or the Bengals or somebody you know they liable to drop a game so I, I don't really look too far into it honestly and, but they better they better catch the ball though man they had a lot of drops. Yeah, I think you got to run the ball, Mike. Like, the one thing yeah. about the Steelers oh, yeah. is – You're going to have to run the ball late in the season. You know that. You're going to have yeah, to do that. But, but they ain't ran it in three, four weeks. And that's the problem. Right. So, Jane yeah, Conner is Le'Veon. Right. They missing Le'Veon, Roddy. The Steelers missing Le'Veon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have went and got him a long time ago. Oh, Lord. Yeah. They should have mm-hmm. traded for him. But not only that, man, I think Washington ma- matches up real well against them because defensively they can get after the passer and they can rush the passer. Yeah. And they can stop the run. Washington defense is really, really good. I mean, offensively, if they could just cut down the turnovers and just hold on to the ball, they'll have a chance to win a lot of games. You know, the guys that they got. Chase Young said that they saw some things in the way uh, the Baltimore Ravens had played the Steelers before that, and that because uh, Chase had, had said ex- exposed some things. So speaking of your team that you was just mentioning, Mike, you so you see how they talking about how that helped them. But if you go back to Week One when Washington uh, played the Eagles, and in that second half, man, I th- I think in that game uh, Carson Wentz was sacked like eight times, but they came mm-hmm. on in such a way that I went on Bakari Sellers' uh, show from the Ringer, who's on CNN, and he asked me what team did I think was going to be the surprise team of the season and just over of that second half on that show I went and said the Washington football team then they lost about 2,500 games and I started looking real dumb but see now I'm coming back and I'm looking real smart Roddy back me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah you looking real man, smart I, I mean any, man listen man anytime you got a, a monster like that coming off the end mm-hmm. you got a chance <laughs> you got a chance he's so disruptive man he's so disruptive and you got to send two or three people over there. So that's two or three people you got to keep in and not put out on routes. And so, I mean, yeah. So here's what I want to know now because the Browns are doing so well in the AFC North. Who do you have in the AFC North between the now not defeated or, uh, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, didn't lost the Steelers and, and the Browns? Right, exactly. So who, who, who's coming out the AFC North? 
Well, it yeah. all depends on this weekend. If Baltimore beat the Browns, then I mean the Steelers That's gonna why win. That's You're supposed to say pre before who is gonna <laughs> win the AFC North. That's the point. Man, listen, I I like the way the Browns are playing right now. Mm. I like I like what they're doing on offense. They spreading the ball around. Oh. I like what they're doing on defense. They getting after. But for me to say that the Steelers ain't gonna win that division, that's I hard. I mean, all that preamble yeah. and to say but. I thought yeah, you were okay, man. I just believe I believe more in Ben Roethlisberger than I do in oh, really? Baker Mayfield. Really? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, I Baker do. has been dealing the yeah. ball. They better give Why Nick Chubb the ball. Huh? Just better run Nick Chubb. Wow. Okay. So you so you gonna stick with Ben Roethlisberger? I'm oh, sticking I'm with him. Even you though heard. they lost Bud Dupree. I'm rocking with Ben. Rocking yeah, we believe in seven, man. Dupree. Let me ask you you wide receiver, dude. Two gifted wide receivers. Okay, I got to go ask ahead. y'all this since I got y'all on the line. Hmm. I got a youngster up here by the name of Terry McLaurin that when I break him down, he nice. can do a little bit of – he does everything good. He's not great at no one thing. He does everything good. When y'all watch him play, give me the insight y'all see on Terry McLaurin. I see. I, I ain't gonna lie. When I watch him, he remind me a lot of Steve Smith. I mm -hmm. played for the Carolina yep. Panthers. Mm -hmm. He just do a lot of good things. Can run after the catch. Can make people miss. And then like his down the field, getting behind people. He's just a lot faster than what people people see. Because yeah. seem like he always able to get behind. Him. And he make a lot of tough catches, man. So mm -hmm. you know, I look at him and I'd be like, man, that man played just like Steve Smith. He aggressive. Yep. You know, he go after the ball. Man, he gonna be nice for a long time. Yeah. He's gonna, be he gonna nice. make some Pro Bowls, man. He's yeah. gonna make some Pro Bowls for sure. He can play. He I like him. He, and he's a leader out there, man. He a young player, but he leads the team. He, I feel like the team believe in him. He can run routes, he can catch that yak. Everything, man. I, like like Roddy said, he's a good player, man. He's gonna be around for a while. Do you feel like yeah, he's gonna have consistency like Reggie Wayne type of consistency? That no, I, I said Reggie Wayne in a mixture of Percy Harvin. That's what I said. He mm -hmm. runs route like Reggie Wayne, but mm -hmm. out of the out, when he get the ball in his hand, he has a lot of Percy Harvey in him. But I, I that person, man, I don't know, man. That's a yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's a little different. Yeah, man. Like with, with, with the ball in his hand, man. Percy was one of the best in the league. Like uh, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. That was different. He was like a running back with the ball, man. That was different. Did you see him run the jet sweep the other day? They, no, they listen, actually, I think I think Terry is nice with the ball, but that person Harvard, man, that's that's a different level. I, 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 listen, ball, I got man. respect for him. I had to check him. I understand. With the ball in his hand, man, person yeah. was different, man. And you know what's the thing about it is that Percy has been training, trying to get back into the league, been trying to bang on the darn Eagles door, and they would not let him in. And you see, now when you have some issues at wide receiver, how the Eagles don't let people in? Huh? They should be calling, they should be calling people. <laughs> they, should be, they should be calling people, man. I mean, they should be calling me. They should be calling Mike. They should be calling everybody. Calling people to come play for them. As little as a week, two weeks ago, I know that some calls were made, and they still said no. And the thing about it is, what I don't understand, Philadelphia Eagles, is that what is just a workout? All you're doing is just looking under the hood. It's going to cost you a little bit extra with the hotel cost because of the COVID protocols and having to bring <laughs> some in for a workout. But it ain't like you ain't got it. It's just five more days at the Motel 6. 
We all stay at Motel 6. Well, whatever the hell y'all stay at, okay? The Ramada Inn, <laughs> the, you know, where, wherever the fancy place y'all be staying at, the Regis, whatever, Phoebus, I don't know. I'm lost. Really? I'm lost. I'm lost by the Eagles, man. You they should be bringing T.O. in for a workout, Chad. <laughs> Everybody. They should be bringing in everybody for a workout. They should have a they should hold a tryout. If you could <laughs> play wide receiver. They ain't got no money right now. They hurt under the cap. They didn't pay Carson a hundred. They got uh uh Fletcher Cox on defense with a hundred. They playing big play slay. Uh shit. I just told you Peter's still making money. He played when we played. Oh great. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Let's inject let's inject a little balance and stuff in here because now they have been dealing with some injuries. So we're not just gonna be saying that, you know, they're just basuda. You we know, don't feel sorry for nobody. Injuries. I'm, I'll put that in there, huh? We don't feel sorry for people. All right? At the least, get hurt. Next man up. Somebody just had to put that in the conversation, and it was going to be me. Okay, last, let's move on to the Bills. Josh Allen had a huge game against the San Francisco 49ers through four touchdowns, 375 yards. Um, so, Josh Allen, is he catching y'all by surprise? And has he now put himself into the upper echelon of mentionables when it comes to quarterbacks? And just so you know real quick, over the last three years, his completion yeah, percentage has increased from 52 his rookie year, 58, and now 69. He has 26 touchdowns, two eight interceptions. Somebody. He caught who by surprise? That man been balling. That man been balling all season long. He been killing people this whole season. Mm -hmm. And the Bills been killing people. They're in first place in their division. Mm -hmm. They've been knocking people's heads off. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they got a receiver. Stephon Diggs is probably, what, first or second in the league in reception and yards. So they got a lot of playmakers on their team. And, man, that man's ability to throw the ball all over the yard and his ability to get the ball out to Cole Beasley in the slot while he running them option routes and stuff like that. They got a well-balanced attack, even though they don't run the ball well. They do a lot of play – I mean, they do a lot of quarterback options where he running the ball and making a lot of plays on the outside. That team is very well put together. Defensively, they get stops, man, and they get turnovers. They're going to be a hard out in the playoffs too. Has Josh Allen convinced you, Mike Wallace? Yeah, I've been liking Josh. Mm-hmm. Like, like since last year, you know, he was just more of a runner last year, but he just keep ascending as a quarterback. He throwing that thing accurate now. So, yeah, I love him out there, man. I think, uh, you know, it's hard for me to put him in a top 10, like, if we talking about straight talent-wise, because, you know, they got some guys out there right now. But if he mm-hmm. keep doing what he's doing throughout the year, man, it's going to be hard to keep him out. He, he a ball, and they're going to be a good team for a while. Fred. Well, hey, I like to always make comparison because all players are a template of an older player. Mm-hmm. And he's an updated version of Ben Roethlisberger. Like, he's big. That's way faster, though. He can run, but, but, but wait, I was just about to say, but he got wheels. So <laughs> imagine Ben Roethlisberger with wheels. That's uh, what he is. He can he make it accurate. He's a receiver's dream. Like, literally, the player's he never won't. over. He don't need to set his feet to throw. Just, just, just let him go play football. And I knew once he cleaned his game up, yeah. It was gonna be hell on everybody. Then yeah, you gonna throw in a step in D, a step on Diggs, a, a, a guy that can run every route in the in the route tree, and yeah. that makes them dead dangerous. I got respect for Josh Allen. He one of those guys. If you playing cornerback while he on the field, just watch your man. Don't ever look at him. Just watch your man. All right, so with that being said, now that all of y'all done, you know, basically done your love fest for Josh Allen. The last question of the conversation is. 
who is as of right now your MVP in the NFL? I'm just gonna throw before you before you say your names. I'm just gonna throw some names out there to consider. Obviously, you've got Aaron Rodgers. You have don't don't say what the name is yet. You've got Patrick Mahomes. You've got Baker Mayfield. You've got Josh Allen. You might even have some thoughts a, def, a defensive player, whether it be Aaron Donald Baker or whoever. Mayfield. I'm just. What? I mean, they are nine and three. I'm just, yeah, but he I'm ain't not, no MVP. I, listen, can I just? Joe Cena did be saying box, stuff, man. You know, she did be saying stuff. Over here, over here, trying to stir the pot, man. So, since you got so much mouth with your really T-shirt on, Roddy White, who is your MVP right now for the NFL? Matt Ryan. Huh? You said Matt Ryan. Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan. Smooth trying to slow trouble on this show. <laughs> you should be backing up your boy, but why is it Aaron Rodgers? What you mean, man? Every every week I watch him go out there and dissect people each and every week, man. I mean, that chemistry that he got out there with them receivers, he got a tight end. I, I guess they turned him in tight end. He split quarterback. He, he catches three, four touchdowns a game. Whoever, whoever open, he just throw it to, man. Hey, man, you get open, go over there, turn around, I'll give you the ball. Well, <laughs> monster too, That's know? exactly what he doing out there, man. And yeah. at that age, man, to be able to go out there and do what he doing, man, I'm probably I'm, – I know he top five in, in QBR. I know he top five in yards. I know he top five in touchdowns. And he ain't going to throw the team the, – the, the ball to the team. He just don't do that, you know, and – um. His team is what one of the best. They got one of the best records. I think they were like ten and two or something like that. Nine and three. Nine and three. But Mike, and that's the thing, Mike. Did Roddy pick what? Uh, right, because he's saying Aaron Rodgers. Man, don't talk about no right. Baker Mayfield being no nine and three, man. We not gonna let you do that. Eleven and one. The are eleven and one. So Mike Wallace, did he pick right? Man, ain't no way he picked right. Like, listen, I love Aaron Rodgers, but. They only got one MVP in this league for the next probably five years, man, and that's Patrick Mahomes, man. You y'all see this dude out there every every Sunday? It's only one MVP. Like every A Rod, I love him to death. Like as a quarterback, I think he's probably like the best ever, honestly. Mm. And we just talking about like mm. you know talent wise. But he ain't even talking about MVP, Rod. We, he went best man, we talking ever about Mahomes you. though, man. Mahomes is the only MVP. It's the only choice. I don't I don't care who you got, Mahomes, man. Brad, are you breaking this tie? You got somebody else. I, hey, I got to break the tie because I'm the one who had to go against these quarterbacks using them two guys as weapons. At the end of the day, it's Patrick Mahomes. You want to talk about the I'm sorry. I had a nightmare three weeks ago about him, and I don't even play no more. <laughs> hey, him and Tyree Hill was hooking up so much in, in Tampa Bay. I was like, man, I had nightmares Come about on. stuff like this. Roddy, this man, threw for, this man had 200 yards receiving in the first quarter, bro. Yeah. And, man, that's Roddy, the Tampa explain Bay. yourself. Listen, first of all, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's bad defensive. Terrible, Ain't no way terrible, you line terrible, up and play terrible. press man after a man that <laughs> ran by you two times. <laughs> if a man ran by you two times, you should not be in no more press cover. No, no, but he just did a backflip last night or something like that. Like, come on, man. Hey, listen to me. As a cornerback, the most potent offense I have ever seen that I had to play against the greatest show on turf. I had to play against a lot of offenses. That that, that early Minnesota offense that had Chris Carter and Randy Moss, all them dudes. Oh, 
Uh-huh. Kansas City's offense uh-huh. is unstoppable. Right. If you stop the wide receivers, Kelsey gonna beat your your, your, your safeties and your tight. I mean, in your linebackers. I'm sorry, Pat Mahomes is a wizard. Uh-huh. I, it's a cheat code when he's on the field. He can make every throw. And guess what? He he don't give us no breaking point. Like uh-huh. most receivers have a, a wind up throw. Uh, they have to set their feet. He don't have to do any of that. He just throws the ball. He don't buy by rules. He's still curry. Right, yeah, so you done got dunked on from the left, and you done got dunked on to the right. And L- matter of fact, listen, it's so listen, bad that he put a W and offense on you. So do you have a I, chance? I, I, I watched Pat Mahomes. I watched Pat Mahomes, and I know Bill Belichick, every time he played Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. he played coverage and sit back there and watch him do his thing. Mm-hmm. And he make him watch and let him sit in the pocket. Don't let him roll out. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why everybody else don't get the game plan. Just let him sit there right there in the pocket because he don't like to be there. He mm. like to go right or left, turn around, throw 40, 50-yard bomb. Mm. But everybody don't never do what Bill do. Mm. Bill sit back and drop eight deep and just let him sit there and complete passes in front of him. Mm. And he double up on Kelsey and just mm. let the other guys run around. Don't nobody else do that. No, nobody so else got the game plan. Bill Belichick and Roddy White have discerned the kryptonite. <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm watching every time New England play them and mm-hmm. how he keep Mike Patrick Mahomes under 30 points consistently every time. Mm-hmm. So for me to watch him do that and have a recipe and everybody else like Baltimore mm-hmm. and everybody else like Tampa sit there and play press coverage on these mm-hmm. receivers mm-hmm. and get beat down the field all day, it don't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it don't make sense to me. Okay, yeah, so if the Kansas City me. Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Roddy, what are you doing for me, Mike Wallace, and Fred Smoot? Well, guess what? It'd be a good matchup because Green Bay, it'd be Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes, and I have a field day. I all love I that want, matchup. I love to see that. Want, all I want is a 12-pack uh, 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 of them lemon pepper lube. Because <laughs> if they play Green Bay, Green, they going to blow Green Bay out, man. Green Bay can't stop them dudes, man. Some lemon pepper. All y'all doing is ch- telling on yourself with Magic City, Diamond City, wherever man, None of us ain't playing no football. We can have all the wings we want. We, we, we can do it. We, we good. Hey, hey, Mike, we go down there order 20 piece. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. Have a party. Keep <laughs> Yay, let's keep the conversation to chicken. So, anyway. Where you mad? <laughs> All of you joining me right after the game on Tuesday. We've been up all night having a good time talking about football, coming into the Undefined with Josie Anderson NFL chat room. So for Fred Smoot, Roddy White, Mike Wallace, I appreciate y'all joining us truly. And as always, all of y'all was wrong and everything I said was right. I appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I ain't going to say yes, ma'am. Just yes, (laughs) ma'am.